Lord, we thank you. As the song we sang earlier said, for being so perfect in all of your ways. God, there's so many things about this life and this world that we don't understand. But God, we just have trust and faith today that in all these things you are good and that you are perfect and you are working out all things according to your plan and your purpose. Father, as we meet here today, God, we ask that your spirit would be with us. God, that you would move and work in an incredible way. God, that you would reveal truth, that you would speak your word into our hearts and in our lives to help us become better servants of you. Lord, help us not to walk away from this place without evaluating where we stand with you, without taking the opportunity to repent of sin, without taking the opportunity to grow and to invite your spirit to come in and dwell, without committing ourselves to you more and more. Father, we are so thankful to be called your children. We're so thankful to have forgiveness of our sin. Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters who aren't able to be here with us today. We ask that you would touch them, that you would give them a special healing today, both physically, spiritually. God, you know their needs. Just give them to you today. Father, as we get ready to read your word and discuss, God, I pray that you would speak clearly. That you would help us to see all the things that you want us to see. Lord, we love you. We thank you and we ask all this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. It is good to see you this morning. Um, if I avoided any of you earlier, I've been a little under the weather the past couple of days, so I didn't want to get really close to anybody just to make sure. But we are continuing on in our series called Listening to God. <clears throat> and I think it's really important that as believers we understand the calling on our life that God has for us to speak on behalf of Jesus. And not because he needs us to speak on his behalf, but it's because he's called us to speak on his behalf. You know, as we, as we talk about what it means to have forgiveness of sin, to have eternal life, the hope of walking in heaven with Christ one day and dwelling with him and ruling with him in eternity... I think it's really important for us to understand and not to be fooled into thinking that that comes without a cost. And as you sit here today, one of the most <clears throat> intimidating things about being a Christian is knowing that there's a calling on your life for you to talk about Christ, to present the message of the gospel to people, to stand up for what's right, to speak truth. To, to tell other people about God's word, that, that that innate calling is there. And it's intimidating because we don't always understand everything about God's word, do we? We don't always understand 
what God is doing in the situation and circumstances of our lives or the lives of other people. We don't always get the big picture. And a lot of times as believers, we, we fly a little blindly as we go through this life trying to represent Christ with everything that we do, but also knowing that there's a calling on our life to speak about Jesus to the world, to represent him well in all that we do. <clears throat> and that's why it's so important for us to listen to God, because when we listen to God, it prepares us to speak for God. And I just want to say that again. Listening to God prepares us to speak for God. If you claim to be a believer in Jesus Christ, if you claim to have forgiveness of sin, if you look forward to eternal life, you need to understand there's a calling on you as an individual to speak for God. And you can't run from that. You can't deny that. Whether it's loved ones, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's coworkers, teammates, schoolmates, whatever it may be, there are people around you in your life that God has specifically ordained for you to be a part of their lives so that you could speak truth, that you could speak Jesus to them. And you can't run from that. And today as we look at our focus passage, this is Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. It's a pretty unique little passage. Um, <clears throat> we're going to focus on just a small portion of this. But God calls Ezekiel to be a spokesman for himself. He, he has a message that he wants to give to the people of Israel. And when he calls Ezekiel, he says, this is what I want you to tell him. And he even tells Ezekiel, but before you go and tell them, they're not going to listen to you. Now, how funny is that? Any of you ever feel like you just wasted your time when you told somebody something they don't listen to you? It's extremely frustrating. Well, can you imagine being sent by God to deliver a message knowing that no one is going to listen to you? And yet, even though no one is going to listen, it does not change the fact that God still wants him to go and speak. Now, you think about that this morning. Because it does not matter if anyone ever listens to you. It does not matter if anyone ever turns their heart over to Christ. It does not matter if anyone ever repents of their sin. It does not matter if anyone ever gives you the time of day or if they ignore everything you say or what happens that there is still a calling on our lives to speak on behalf of the Lord. So let's read this together. Ezekiel 3 verses 10 through 15. Then he added, Son of man, let all my words sink deep into your own heart first. Listen to them carefully for yourself. I'm going to read that, that verse again. Let all my words sink deep into your own heart first. Listen to them carefully for yourself. Then go to your people in exile and say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Do this whether they listen to you or not. Then the Spirit lifted me up and I heard a loud rumbling sound behind me. May the glory of the Lord be praised in this place. It was the sound of the wings of the living beings as they brushed against each other and the rumbling of their wheels beneath them. 
The Spirit lifted me up and took me away. I went in bitterness and turmoil, but the Lord's hold on me was strong. Then I came to the colony of the Judean exiles in Tel Aviv, beside the Kabar River. And I was overwhelmed and set among them for seven days. Like I said, pretty odd little passage of Scripture, but there's a few things I want to make sure we pull from this this morning that we can apply to our lives. Point number one Listening to God is first and foremost for you. It's first and foremost for me. As an individual, as a believer in Christ, listening to God is first and foremost for us as individuals. The message is always for us first. There's nothing that God is going to call you to go and speak of that he's not going to want to do in your life first. You with me? Because anything that we talk about that we have no experience with is a false message. There's nothing more harmful than the words of a hypocrite, someone who's not willing to listen to God, be obedient to God, do what God's called them to do. There's nothing more dangerous than a person who ignores God's word and then goes out and tries to preach it and tell other people about it. There's nothing more disgusting to the world than someone to speak the name of Jesus but yet does not live how Jesus calls them to. The need to cleanse, purify, repent, confess, pray, read scripture, love others, worship personally, worship corporately, it's always first and foremost for us. There's nothing this morning that you can tell your kids as individuals To never say, don't do as I do, but do as I say. It should always be, do as you do. There's nothing in this life that we cannot look at someone, and if we have not been obedient to this ourselves, then we have the right to be able to speak of it. But now think about what that means, because as a believer, you are called to speak on behalf of the Lord. And so there's a necessity in your life to listen to the Word of God, to listen to the Spirit, to listen to your conscience nudging you to change, to do the things that God wants you to do, because there is the calling on your life to speak on behalf of the Lord. And so there is a necessity for you to change. There is a necessity for you to repent. There is a necessity for you to live as an example, because God is calling you to speak on His behalf. And it looks very differently for every single person. God may not necessarily be calling you to be a preacher. He may not call you to be a missionary. You may not have this formal role or title. But every one of us are witnesses and ministers of the gospel. And we all have our own congregations. It just may not be in the form of what we know church to be. And you can't speak about things that you don't know of. I mean, that sounds really simple and kind of like, duh. I don't know if you've ever thought about that. You can't speak about things that you don't know of. You ever been in a situation where a conversation's been going on and you have absolutely nothing to contribute because you don't know what they're talking about? We, uh, my wife had a uh, cookout at one of her uh, co-workers at her, at her doctor's office and so we went, and we were all kind of getting to know, you know everybody there, and I was there. And most of you know that I'm a pretty plain person. I don't like to 
you know, church stuff up. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm very plain. And so as we're sitting there and we're uh, eating and, and trying to get to know everybody, well then, you know, all the people who work at the doctor's office, they're all kind of congregating towards one another and they all begin to talk and they're using all these like fancy medical terminology, Latin phrases to describe body parts and things like that. I'm just like, what are y'all talking about? Like, why can't you just be normal? Like, why do you have to act like it's so much more than what it really is? And they're just having a great time. Like, to them, this is everyday lingo, everyday life for them. And so I kind of noticed that me and the other spouses who were there who don't speak this language were just kind of sitting back like, yeah, this sounds great. Don't know what you're talking about at all. Because if you don't know something, you you can't talk about it. And one of the greatest fears that we have as believers is just the realization of a lot of times we really don't know as much about the Lord as maybe we should, as much as we could know, because we're not praying as much as we should. We're not reading our Bible as much as we should. We don't go to church as much as we should. We don't have enough spiritual conversations with other people as we should. And that limits us on our just even our natural ability to be able to know more about the Lord, to feel comfortable talking about Him. But in reality... There has to be that work done in our life to where we know God, to where we know that because of what God's done in our life, we can at least just sit back and say, this is what God has done for me. This is how God has spoken to me. Like we said earlier, you may not know the situation and circumstances in someone's life, what God is trying to do. The only thing you can do is testify for what God has done in your life. And you may not be sitting down, and God may not be calling you to sit down and write sermons or do anything like that, but you need to understand that God is calling you to speak on His behalf. Your mission field is the world, the people in which God has put in your life, that you have the opportunity to speak the name of Jesus over them daily. And you have to believe that. But you can't speak about things that you don't know. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, Paul writes to Timothy and he's encouraging him. And look at what he says. He says, All scripture is inspired by God, and it's useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And, and, you know, we, we talk about this a lot, and we've said this a few weeks ago, you know, listening to God, a lot of it just defaultly, I mean, just from a default setting, if you will invest your life underneath your own ability and time and, and devote your life to learning God's Word and reading it and knowing it, you can't go wrong in that. And, and Paul encourages Timothy, he says, look, this is what God's Word is for. It shows us what's true, it makes us realize what's wrong, it corrects us, and it teaches us to do what's right. But not only does it do all those things in our lives personally, you remember we, all, we said earlier, listening to God is first and foremost for us, so it teaches us what to do and what not to do, but it also prepares us to do every good work that God has called us to do. And so even a simple matter of speaking for the Lord to other people around us it prepares us to do that. And, and, and if you just had the just simple knowledge of Scripture to be able to know 
different verses and different stories in the Bible and different examples of, of things that people went through in Scripture that you can pull from to just know you can apply that to your life and it helps you so much in having those conversations. But the work has to be done in us first. And then when the work is done in us and God's, work, God's word moves and works in us, then it prepares us to do the works that God's called us to do. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes to the church in Corinth, chapter 2, verses 13 through 14. He says, When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. All right? So you have God's word, which we talked about a while ago in 2 Timothy. And then, as he's speaking to the Corinthians, he's talking about how we don't use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit. And this is important. So, so you have access to God's Word that He's given us in Scripture that you can pull from. But you should also have access to the Spirit, which also gives us words to speak. Now look at what he says. We speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual words truths. So the Holy Spirit speaks to us. It speaks words of truths. It gives us spiritual truths. But in verse 14, it says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it, for only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Okay? So, so now, now think about this. Now, a while ago, our focus passage is from Ezekiel, and God sends him out to deliver the message, and he told him before he ever went, they will not listen to you. Right? Okay, so now, think about this. You have God's word, which most people don't know anymore. Used to, people knew a little bit about it. Now most people don't know anything about God's word. And then you have spiritual truths that's given to us by the Holy Spirit that the world cannot receive because they are not spirit-filled. And so you have the words of God that's given to us through Scripture, through the Spirit, that the world cannot receive. You follow me this morning? You have a message from the Lord, and it's not necessarily indicating that if you go out and you deliver this message that you're going to have great results and people are going to be saved and people are going to turn from their sins and you're going to like be baptizing people down in the creek out behind your house or something like that, that you're going to have this great things going on. It's not what it's about. You need to understand today that God has called you to speak, to tell other people about Christ, and more than likely, they're not going to listen to you. More than likely, they're not going to receive what you're saying because they're not spiritual. They're not spirit-filled. They can't understand spiritual truths. It's going to be very difficult for them to even understand what it is that you're talking about, but it does not excuse you from the fact that you've been called to, to say it. There's a calling on your life to say what you feel like the Lord is calling you to say. And everything that Paul communicated was from a work that was done in him first. You know, being able to share what the Spirit was saying, the spiritual truth. Being able to share that spiritual truth in your life because he was Spirit-filled. So point number two, 
Listening allows the Spirit to take hold of you. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. About how, you know, it's kind of weird to think that we would be possessed by the Holy Spirit. You know, usually possession is something we associate with demonic forces. But in reality, when we talk about being Spirit-filled, it really is like we're allowing the Holy Spirit to, to come in and fill us and possess us. That it does things in us that we cannot do ourselves. And it's important to remember that, that today as we sit here, that as people, we can read God's word. And you can know what it says, and you can know what's right, and you can know what's wrong, and you can feel your conscience relaying to you things in your life that shouldn't be there because you feel the guilt from it, and yet there's something in you that you cannot quit sinning. You cannot move beyond these these things in your life or these, these addictions or the things in your life that you cannot overcome because you don't have the power to do it. And that's why it's so important for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit because you and I have been called to do something that we literally cannot do. And it sounds very frustrating and it sounds very overwhelming because you think, well, then what's the point if we cannot do it? The point is, is that Jesus provided a way. It's like he called you to do it. He knew that you couldn't do it, but he provided a way for you to do it. And that's to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we have to be reminded sometimes that, hey, like we, like it's not just about getting forgiveness of sin. It's not just about going to heaven. It's not just about going to the streets of gold one day. It's literally about seeking God with all that we are and surrendering ourselves to him more and more and more every day that we live. About emptying ourselves out so that everything that is emptied out of us can be replaced by the Spirit of God moving in us. And the more that we are filled with the Spirit of God, the more that we're able to be obedient to God. The more that we're filled with the Spirit of God, the more we're able to do and the more we're able to serve God. But you can't do it apart from the Spirit. Because you were never created to do this underneath your own strength. The Spirit is so important. Acts chapter 19, verse 2. And this is talking about when Paul first reached the people of Ephesus. And there were already a few of them that had already given their hearts to Christ. And I think think this is so interesting. There's just a handful of people had already given their hearts to Christ. And when Paul came in, he said, Did you not receive... The Holy Spirit, when you believed, he asked them. No, they replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And when you talk about just the need to be reminded of the Holy Spirit and the purpose that it should play in our walk with Christ, you need to understand today that it's possible for people to receive Christ, to ask forgiveness of sin, to commit our lives to Christ, and yet not be spirit-filled. Like there's a lot of people inside the church, maybe a lot of you this morning, who are sitting here today, you've asked for forgiveness of sin, you read your Bible, you pray, 
you do all the things you feel like you're supposed to be doing, and yet you feel like you're constantly defeated. You feel like you're just struggling with sin, like you just can't overcome this thing. You feel like you're not who you're not as far along in your spiritual journey as you would like to be. You don't share the gospel with other people like you want to, and you don't feel adequate, and you don't feel like you know it as well as you do. Guys, that's why we talk about it. That's why we remind ourselves of the need of the Holy Spirit in our life. And if you pray and you seek the Lord and you ask Him to fill you with that Holy Spirit, He'll, he'll fill you. But there's a little bit of contingencies that go along with that. Because in order for Him to fill you, you have to be willing to empty yourself out. You have to be willing to surrender. You've got to be willing to give up things in your life. To put aside desires and goals and dreams that you might have in order to seek the Lord and allow Him to fill you with His goals, His dreams, His kingdom. Because He wants to fill you with His Holy Spirit. But guys, you know, you can't fill something that's already full. And if you're full of what you want, and if you're full of the world, or if you're full of what someone else wants for you, you can't be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't be filled with what God wants for your life. But we're focusing on speaking this morning. And so what is the Holy Spirit, how does that play into our ability to speak? How does it play in our ability to speak on behalf of the Lord when he calls us to? Luke chapter 12, verses 11 through 12, Jesus warns his disciples of persecution that's going to come. He says, when you are brought to trial in the synagogues and before rulers and authorities, don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. And so Jesus is explaining to his disciples in this moment, he says, look, you, you should read God's word, all right? You should be in prayer. You should, you should be, as, as I always say, as much as we can prepare and pursue the Lord as much as we can and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and do, do the rest of what we cannot do. But here's the thing. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you don't have to worry about what you're going to say or what you're going to do. But in that moment, it says, the Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. And that's a lot of faith. It's a lot of faith to go into a situation where you don't know what's going to be said, you don't know how to respond, you don't really know everything that's going on, and you don't really have a clear word walking into something and just trusting that at the right time, when God wants you to speak, that he will teach you and give you everything that he wants you to say. That takes faith. But are we not called to live by faith? And it's scary to sit here today and, and to think that sometimes like we, we got to fly a little blind. We just have to trust. We have to trust that we've done everything within our ability to seek the Lord 
and empty ourselves out and allow the Spirit to fill us so when the time comes when we're supposed to speak, that it will give us all the words that we need to say. And in John chapter 14, verse 26, as Jesus explained what's going to happen when the Holy Spirit comes, it says, When the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. And guys, this morning, you need to understand if the Holy Spirit is in you, it will teach you and remind you of all that you need to know. And you'll be amazed at how in the right time you'll have a conversation with someone, something will happen, and in that moment, God will bring a passage of Scripture to mind that you did not memorize, you haven't thought anything about it, but he'll just bring it in at the right moment and give it to you. He'll give you the right words to say in the right moment. But you have to have faith and believe in that. And guys, this morning it's so important for you to understand that God does not want you to say your words. You know, a lot of times we get so caught up in, well, I don't know what to say, that's good. Don't say anything that you feel like you want to say or needs to be said. The Holy Spirit will remind you of God's Word, and He'll teach you what you need to say. And so point number three, listening to God gives you the words to say. You need to be real weary of people who have something new when it comes to the gospel. It's 2,000 years old. It was absolutely perfect when it was done. The message hasn't changed. Christ hasn't changed. The Holy Spirit hasn't changed. Guys, I'm telling you, <clears throat> you know, we've talked many times about how it's so simple that even a child can do it. So simple that just putting your faith in Christ, believing in Him, you can have a relationship with Him. The hard part is, is truly believing, truly stepping out on faith and really believing and say, okay, I believe in Christ. Do you? Do you really believe in him? Do, do you really believe that everything he said is true? Or, I mean, or is it just like, well, I'm just going to say that I'm wrong. <clears throat> I'm going to confess my sins because... I can feel the sin in my heart because I feel the guilt. That you just want to have heaven because it sounds a lot better than the alternative of hell. Or do you really believe? Do you really believe in the fact that Jesus Christ has provided everything you need to have a God-honoring relationship with him? That to serve him, to, to speak on his behalf, to be a witness and minister of the gospel, that he's provided the Holy Spirit for you, that he's given you everything you need to be a successful follower of Christ. To where you can have a life of victory in your faith and not keep having the life of failure that so many people keep experiencing over and over and over again. 
But guys, God does not want you to come up with anything new. He does not want you to speak your words or what you think or for you to have exactly the right words to say or anything like that. God wants you to say what he wants you to say. And that's why it's so important to listen to him. And that's why it's so important to be spirit-filled. And so let's look at some examples of God calling people to speak on his behalf. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. When God calls Jeremiah to speak, O sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, Don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. He didn't want Jeremiah to say what Jeremiah wanted to say. Jeremiah didn't want to say anything. Any of you ever been there? I'm too young. I can't do this. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say. And God said, don't be afraid. I'll go with you. And he reaches out and he puts his words in Jeremiah's mouth. And guys, that's something you need to understand today is that God does not want you to say what you may want to say, but God wants to put his words in your mouth so that you'll say what he wants you to say. And there's a big difference between the two because you will always, you will always be at battle between what you think needs to be said and what you want to say versus what God wants to say. There will be people in your life that you love, that you've invested significant amounts of time in, that, that you've given so much of yourself to them, and, and while there might be something that you want to say to them, God wants you to say something very different to them. God does not want us to say what he wants to say, but he wants us to say what he has called us to say. Isaiah chapter 51, verse 16. And he says this to Isaiah, And I have put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, O Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been and I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, Who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. Guys, there's not a person in Scripture that God calls to, to speak on his behalf and do what he's called them to do, and they did not have some excuse as to why they shouldn't be the one to do what God is calling them to do. Jeremiah was too young. Moses was not good at talking. And you could go down the list, and you could say, every one of these people, and, and none of us are worthy. It's really important to remember that this morning. None of us are worthy. None of us are worthy to even speak, to even say Jesus. None of us are worthy to even be able to mention that name. 
But just because we are not worthy does not mean that God has not given us an amazing privilege to be able to call on his name and then to speak that truth to other people around us. And it is a privilege. And some of us sit here today and we're terrified because we don't know what to say or we feel inadequate. And you should feel inadequate. But the thing is, is that he's given us the Holy Spirit to give us all that we need in order to be adequate. That he'll remind you, he'll teach you at the right time, in the proper way, exactly what God wants you to say. And God wants to put his words in our mouth. He doesn't want us to say what we want to say. But it is an amazing privilege. I mean, you you think about it this morning. To be able to call on the name of Jesus to have forgiveness of sin is such an amazing privilege. None of us deserve it. To, To have the hope of eternal life, none of us deserve that. But it was given to us anyway. And the calling that God has placed on all of us to speak on behalf of the Lord, to tell others about Christ, to be a witness and a minister of the gospel, none of us deserve it, but it's an amazing privilege that every one of us should sit here today and really say, okay, how serious am I taking this? How serious am I taking my relationship with God, with me being filled with the Holy Spirit, with me making sure that my life is right so that I can talk to other people about Christ because like we said earlier it's got to be done in you first it's for you first and foremost because you can't be a hypocrite and do it because that's more damaging than it does good but it's got to be done in your heart first so that you can go and tell other people and it is a privilege to be able to tell other people about it and it doesn't matter whether or not they'll ever listen to you it doesn't matter whether or not they turn you down whether they ignore you or anything like that. It's a privilege to even be able to speak the name of Jesus, even if they do reject you. Because it's a privilege to be able to be obedient to the Lord. And he's given us the power to do it through his spirit. And this morning, to just be reminded that if you claim faith in Christ, you have a calling on your life to speak on behalf of God. You have a calling on your life to tell other people about Christ. And it should start with sharing with others about what God's done in your own life to make sure that you're not being hypocritical about it. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity and the ability to be here today. Thank you for your love and mercy. Thank you for your son Thank you for forgiveness of sin. Thank you for the promise of the Holy Spirit and all the many things that come with it. Jesus, I pray for every person in this room, every person watching, every person that will listen to this later on. God, work and move in our hearts. Speak to us. Remind us of how important it is for us to empty ourselves out before you so that we can be filled with your Holy Spirit in order to do all the things that you've called us to do. We love you today, and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed. Thank you.